Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready. Wendy's Big Show. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. The Wendy's Big Show, Toby Altizer, Gary Ellerson, Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University is now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakelands.edu. Talking about the Milwaukee Brewers. Are the Brewers any closer to a World Series today than they were yesterday? 855-830-8648. You can give us a call there on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Start your deal today at VanHornAuto.com, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. Obviously, the big news yesterday, the Josh Hader deal. He gets dealt to San Diego. The Brewers bring back Taylor Rogers, a couple of prospects, and Denelson Lamette. Last night, the Brewers trade Mark Mathias, Antoine Kelly. They go out to Texas, and Matt Bush, a right-handed reliever from the Rangers, comes back to Milwaukee. So... I care. We've talked about it at length now with these sort of things, but I, I can't get my head around these things. And, you know, you ask, are the Brewers any closer to a championship today than they were yesterday? I don't think they took a huge step backward. I, I think maybe half quarter step backward. So I think that they're probably right where they were, but then what's the point of the trades? If you're right in the same spot again, why are you hit me with that? <laughs> I, I, well, it's true. It's true. It's true, and they are. Like, are you just? Are you just? The only getting... way. The only way they're better is Peralta. Oh, one hundred percent. And he's rejoining the rotation. He'll pitch tomorrow night against the Pirates. But that's a guy that was coming back either way, Gary. Yeah. And like that. That's where I struggle. To me, with this. this trade, they didn't get any better. And I don't know. I mean, maybe you help out your future, but I don't know. At some point, I get sick of looking into the future and. At some point, don't you have to try and win? And I, that's where I struggle with this. This move, Gary, it really seems like a move that a team that is five, six, seven games back of first place, they want to still compete, but they're not necessarily sold that they're going to win the division. So they'll still be competitive. They'll bring in a closer to replace their all-star but they're not sure, but you can look into the future because you're not in first place and you're not guaranteed a playoff spot. This does not seem like the kind of moves that a first-place baseball team can make. And I guess here's the couple questions that you can ask yourself, and maybe this is why some Brewers fans are fine with it. Did you think that this team had any chance to win a World Series before they made any of these trades? No. Okay, so then if that's kind of their reasoning then maybe they feel like we didn't necessarily get worse. We weren't going to win a World Series this year anyways, 
So we'll take a flyer on Taylor Rogers. So we didn't necessarily take a huge step back in terms of, you know, our bullpen, but we're not always going to go all in when we don't think we have a World Series team. Is that maybe some of the reasoning you think that they're doing this, Gary? Hmm. I don't know. I think they feel like what David Stearns has been talking about all along, the sustained success, the the body of the apple, are, they're right there. They get Peralta back. They're 72 out of all-star break. Everything is looking up for them. Locker room is great. Why upset the apple cart? And, and, I, and I think that's where they are. And I, and I think, you know, from a Brewers perspective, um, and we're right, we talked to Tim Dillon. We've always seen this, though. Just because you go for it doesn't mean that you're going to win it. The Dodgers have the highest payroll. The Yankees do. They don't win it every year. Yeah, and it took um, the Dodgers a 60-game season to win it. Right. So, right. So, I I understand with what they're doing, but no, they're not better than what they were Um seeing that they made this trade with with Josh Hader. I think they're about the same. And that's where I struggle with it because if you are in this sort of a window where you've got a chance to win the World Series, you know, whether you think that they're the favorites or not, that's fine. But they are a team that's probably going to get into the playoffs, and if everything falls their way, you would think that they've got a shot. Mm -hmm. And instead of trying to bolster their chances by helping it out, they're pushing things down the road and making sure they can be back in the same spot in following seasons. I think, right. you know, Bart Winkler is going to be in here on Friday with you. Uh, you'll be down in Canton doing the show down there. And he put an analogy out talking about, you know, these sort of things. It's like playing poker and you have fewer chips at the table than what the other guys have got. Right. You know, the Dodgers, the Padres, those sort of things, they're going to have more chips. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is more like, taking some of those chips off the table and holding them for the next round, yeah. holding them for the next game. Yes. And I don't like that. No. I, 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 I really don't. I, I think, if anything, you should be maybe reaching into your pocket a little bit more and saying, you know what, give me a few more chips and let's try to do it this time. Mm -hmm. It's not meaning you're emptying your wallet or emptying your farm system to do it, but when you saw that Andrew Benintendi went to the Yankees for – three prospects that you'd never heard of and weren't only one of them's ranked in the top 20. Wouldn't you like to be in on that guy as an outfielder? <laughs> when you see, see those sort of trades, it frustrates you as a Brewers fan. No, well, here's what frustrates me today. And normally this stuff doesn't frustrate me in Major League Baseball or with Brewers. It, it, it doesn't. What first what, what was I frustrated about is that you, you gave up Josh Hader to the Padres, which you're probably going to play again, to possibly try to get to the World Series. Mm -hmm. That's my issue with this. And my issue with this is that you didn't get enough – I, I feel like you didn't get enough back for him. And so that's my issue. Had they traded Hater to somewhere in the American League, I don't think I really would care or really would question it as much as um, I am right now. I don't want to see this dude again. No, I don't want this dude to come back and shut us down and it's over and he walks off and his other teammates are jump. I don't I – don't, want to see that that's what i'm fearful of well and you know what's going to happen is if they get into the playoffs they have to play the padres inevitably that's going to be what's going to happen Gary. don't want to see that and I, I just don't like you know and we spent plenty of time on this yesterday but I, I don't like the idea that you have to trade him in the season so you have to get him moved out now so the brewers don't want to you know look like they're selling 
So what do they do? They make sure that they bring back someone that can help right away, which mm-hmm. in turn means you couldn't get some of these guys that the Nationals got. And so now you end up with the seventh-ranked prospect as opposed to a guy that might have been in their top five. Mm-hmm. And it's all because you traded him during the season. Could you not have waited till the offseason and traded him? Because like Tim Dillard said, and you heard it from him, right. they weren't forced to deal no. him yet. No, they weren't. They had another year of control with yes. him. So if they wanted to, they could have said, you know what? We're not getting everything we want, so we'll wait. And here's the other thing that frustrates me, Gary, too. So David Stearns talked about this, and he mentioned that they never made an outgoing call on Josh Hader. And I think rightfully so. I I don't think you should be shopping him around saying, hey, we're trying to get rid of him. But if someone wants to call in, I'm all ears. Correct. Well, wouldn't you, once you got this and you said, you know what, I think I might agree with this on the Padres, right? I'm I'm probably going to go through. Wouldn't you make an outgoing call and call another team and say, hey, this is what the Padres were you you willing to match it? What you would like to have, and they didn't get that. And wouldn't you think that if you made that outgoing call, once you know that you're probably going to deal him to San Diego if you don't get another offer, wouldn't you start calling around? One would think, and they didn't get that. It felt like they didn't get that. It just seems like. And they then all of a sudden, on top of that, ball. you see what the Padres did with with the Nationals, and you're all freaked. Well, I am all freaked out about it. Well, and you could tell that they were playing ultra aggressive because you sure. knew that they were going to end up going after Juan Soto, mm-hmm. and they're already in talks with you about Hater. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say, you know what? I know you're all in, so let's see if we can, you know, maybe we'll toss in a prospect here to kind of help you, but can you give us one of your big guys? And that's what I would ask as for. Much sure. as, we, as much as we say, like, the Nationals got a big haul, there's still guys in their system that you could have maybe gotten that weren't involved in that Soto deal, and they didn't get it. I really think they dropped the ball with this. Did they get a whole lot worse? No, but they also didn't get better. And I don't know that the guys they got in terms of future guys are guys that are going to make a huge impact for the Brewers either. So I think in terms of all of this, it doesn't wow you. And when I'm trading a guy like Josh Hader, I should be wowed. I should be excited. You know, Gary, I'm a Nationals fan. I'm from D.C. As much (laughs) as I want to be disappointed about this Soto trade, I can look at the prospects and say, you know what, they got something for him, right? right? And I can do that today. Can you do that as a Brewers fan no. today? Because I don't think you can. No, you can't. And that's where it's most disappointing. We'll continue to talk about this with you guys. Are the Brewers any closer to a championship today than they were yesterday? Give us a call, 855-830-8648 on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. Black hole sun, won't you come? Wash Big Show, Toby Altizer, Gary Ellerson, and Adam Roberts talking with you guys about the Milwaukee Brewers. At Wendy's, you can get yourself a strawberry frosty, and with a strawberry frosty, the time to enjoy yourself is built right in. They're so rich and creamy, a straw just won't cut it. And finishing one, well, that's going to take you a little while, so make sure you check your watch. Is it frosty time yet? And by that, we mean is it time for a moment with just you and your frosty kicking back and doing whatever goes best? With the best treat of the summer, these strawberry frosty treats are going fast. So when it's time for frosty time, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's limited time only. Asking you guys, are the Brewers any closer to a championship today than they were yesterday? 855-830-8648. 
The Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line is open if you want to give us a call there, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. Let's get out to Chris in Brookfield. Chris, you're on the Wendy's Big Show. What's going on? Hey, gentlemen. Uh, Gary knows me. I'm going to call it as it is. This is nothing but a money dump. They don't want to have to pay Josh Josh. When he comes up for arbitration, they had a tough time this last time signing him, and they know they're not going to be able to give him what he's worth. All it is is a money dump. They could have waited to the offseason, probably got it more than the lackluster bunch of bozos that they got in replace for him, and now we've got to chase San Diego and Josh. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's just, okay, you guys just keep coming to the ballpark. We'll keep collecting your money. We're going to try and make the playoffs, but we're really not going to be all in to win the World Series unless we get super, super, super lucky. To me, it's just a money dump. Yeah, I mean, it just, they probably weren't going to be able to pay him. Appreciate the phone call, Chris. And that is a good point. They weren't going to be able well, to pay we knew him. That, yes. But we all knew That's that. Out there, yes. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. even if it is but a what money you dump. Got back from it. And, and here's the crazy part, because he brings up arbitration, Gary. And that, I think that is an incredibly foolish process that Major League Baseball has in there. And maybe, you know, listening to some of the afternoon show here in Milwaukee yesterday, Kevin Holden and Sam Schmitz were talking a little bit about it and that whole process and how things have maybe not gone as positively in the past with Hater and the Brewers as they would have liked. So it might have put some tension in that relationship. But either way, Josh Hader this season's making $11 million. They're projecting that next year he could get up to, what, 16? Five more million, and that's going to be the cause because you didn't want to do that when you could have signed him to that and then traded him? I mean, that that just seems foolish to me that if that's truly the reason that you said we don't want to go through this process again and we'll end up suffering in the hall that we get back because of it, that's just short-sighted and well, that, pretty that poor too, management. And, and maybe you got an unhappy player. He doesn't want to be here. I mean, there's a lot that goes into this with, with Hader and that. Then he doesn't pitch as well as he should. Then now your value is very low. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into this, and, and, and I get it. Uh I wasn't opposed to the trade at all. I mean, we had talked about this three weeks ago with Sparky. We weren't opposed to it at all. But I still feel like, you know, if you answer the question, they're no better now than they were when they had Hater. Now, they get Peralta back. We'll see if that gives a, give them a boost. Devin Williams is now is probably going to be your closer. This Rogers guy may be your So we'll see how all this is, is going to work out for them. 855-830-8648 on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Are the Brewers any closer to a championship today? than they were yesterday. Let's get out to Ron in Rome. Ron, how you doing today? Good. No, Adam, there's no way they're closer to a championship. Um, you know, I can understand trading Josh Hader, and when I saw yeah. the news yesterday, I was like, oh, good, let's see what kind of great hitter we got for him. And then I read who we got, I'm like, oh, what's with this? So I think it's a totally irrational decision, except for the money dump. And the last time I felt like this was when we fired Ron Renicki in the spring. I could imagine firing him in the fall when we weren't happy with his performance, but why would you let him have a month where he did well and then fire him? And I felt then that it was maybe, I've been married 40 years, so sometimes you just got to keep your wife happy even though you, you don't agree with her. And I feel like it's his wife, Mark Atanasio's wife, buttoned into the baseball business, and she was probably nagging him to fire Ron Reneke. And then he finally, like, okay, fine, I'll fire him, even though I'm going to look like an idiot because now he's it's in the spring instead of the fall. And so when and then when um, um, Mark Stern said that Dave Sturt said that it was the Atanasio family, 
I, I don't know if that's a Freudian slip or whatever, but I think that maybe there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're going to have some say in this because they own the organization, obviously. But, I mean, looking at it and saying that you've got you, – you don't want them to go through a sustained rebuild, and so you don't want them to go all in, I think is kind of crazy. Well, I think this is like building a race car and then getting to the last lap where you're still in competition and then stopping and saying – well, I'm going to rebuild my engine for next year. I mean, what was the point of the whole season? Yeah. Right. I mean, at some point, you just have to go for it because you can only build a team so good when you're in Milwaukee in the way that you build the team. And, look, you can maybe look five years down the road and think, you know what, we could build a juggernaut of a baseball team if we you know, sell off some of these pieces and make our team as good as possible. But what happens if some of these things don't work out and this was your window that you could have maybe gone for the run? Appreciate the phone call, Ron. Because, you know, that's what we're talking about, Gary, is you've got Burns, you've got Woody, and is it possible that the Brewers could trade some of these guys if they really wanted and turn it into, you know, in five years when all these guys come to the majors, they're just as good as they're projected to be or even better, and next thing you know, this team is an incredible juggernaut that is up there with the ranks of the Dodgers and now the Padres and the Mets? Absolutely, it is possible. But it's if come maybe. But it's a very, very slim chance that yeah. all that works out. Yeah, it's so if come maybe. when now you have a chance with these guys in town, would you not like to maximize your opportunities now? Doesn't necessarily mean you have to sell off everything in the future. It doesn't mean that every guy in the prospects ranks has to be traded. It doesn't mean that everything has to be done for just this next season or two. But when a move like a Josh Hader is done with a clear focus on the next three, four, five seasons and not this one, it seems like you're looking down the road as opposed to focusing on a team that could win right now. Yeah, they are looking down the road with their eye of the future. They, they've talked about that. And, and we, I don't we, like that. We, we know that. Because what gives me confidence? Because this, this, this move was the ultimate body of the apple Sustained success. Oh, 100%. This move was totally. And does this give you any confidence, Gary, that going forward, that in five years, when they have another good baseball team, assuming everything falls the way they want, they won't do something similar? They'll stay in the same pocket because this is their MO. And I don't like that. I really don't. This is the design. This is how they built the franchise. This is where they're going. This is how they're going to get it done. I've never had a problem with this design, sustain, sustainability. I never had a pro- never had a problem with buy the apple. The first time, this is the first time I had a problem with this <laughs> because of where Josh Hader went to. Are the Brewers any closer to winning a championship today than they were yesterday? Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Give us a call there, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. More of the final hour of the Wendy's Big Show comes up next. Wisconsin wide, the Big Show Radio Network. Into a crisis, times when I'm lying in bed just to get it all out. What's in my head? And I, I am feeling a little peculiar. Into a wake in the morning, and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get
This seems like an apt song title for Brewers fans this last 24 hours. Hey, David. Hey, Mark. Yeah, what's going on, man? What is going on? Baseball world is falling apart is what's going on, Gary. (laughs) Anybody good is heading out to San Diego. I don't like it. 855-830-8648 if you want to hop in on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Are the Brewers any closer to a championship today than they were yesterday? I I don't think there's any way you can say yes. I really don't. I, I don't think that there's any way that you can say yes that they are. But if you want to feel closer to a championship and feel better about yourself, go get yourself some hot and crispy fries at Wendy's. Because nothing's better than the hot and crispy fries at Wendy's. Everyone knows that, you know what, cold and soggy fries... That's not it. That's not it. That's not for me. That's why Wendy's makes sure to serve them up hot and crispy all day, every day. Natural cut skin on potatoes fried to golden perfection and perfectly sprinkled with sea salt. Just the way they should be. Plus, Wendy's fries aren't like other fries. They're not hot one second, then cold the next. They're served up hot and crispy every single time. Standing up to any dip you throw at them, so grab your favorite sauce or frosty if you're into that sort of thing and taste the difference that hot and crispy can make. Head to Wendy's today. And get your order of hot and crispy fries at participating Wendy's. Gary, earlier in the on MLB Network, they showed Josh Hader out on the field in San Diego. Why would they do that? It's just crazy, man, to see Josh Hader tonight. I mean, you might even see him pitching for the Padres if they're in a save situation tonight. And then they add in Juan Soto and Josh Bell to that mix. And... I mean, that's something maybe we'll dive into tomorrow, but are are they the favorites in the National League no. now? I still don't no. think they are, and no. that's the crazy thing. No. They did no. all this stuff, and they're still no. not the favorites no. in the well, NL. They just got a bite of the apple. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they got. They just got a bite. A couple bites they, of the apple. They didn't apple. eat the whole thing. Oh, man. They just got a bite. And it's crazy it's, that they it's, do it's all still this. the Dodgers. They're, they're still not the top no, team. No, they're not the top team. They just got a bite. But it got closer. Oh, 100% got closer. They're closer than the Brewers. <sighs> well, and then where does Right or put, wrong. They are better than the Brewers. Where does this put the Brewers now? What are they, like the fifth team in the National League? The Mets are at the top alongside the Dodgers. Let's go first. Who's Is it Mets or Dodgers? I would take the Mets right now. All right, so Mets, Dodgers, then? Um... I don't... Did they... Did the Padres leapfrog the Braves now? AR? I think it's probably the Padres now. No, I don't I think it's the Braves. Did the Padres leapfrog the Braves, AR? Uh no. No. Yeah, so okay, I we can go the with Braves, the Braves and then yeah. it's gonna be the Padres. Then Padres, right? yeah. And then Milwaukee? I mean, they're better than St. Louis, so it will have to be yeah. the Brewers. Yeah. But that doesn't give you a whole lot of confidence going forward for this so team what, to try and win. We're saying Brewers are fifth best? Fifth best team in the National League? There it is. Gross. I mean, that doesn't give you any confidence that you can win a World Series, does it? Like, And we've talked about this before. Does it AR? Does it give you any confidence? Well, where would we put the Braves last season on the rankings list? Where would they? Where would we say they were in the National League when they were starting to get hot? Brewers, well, third or fourth? Brewers and Dodgers were up there. I mean, they would have been was, at least it was, probably It fourth. was Brewers and Dodgers' favorite to be in the World Series last year. Yeah. Well, out of the National League, yeah. Yeah. And you probably would think that they would have been third or fourth or maybe even fifth. So, yeah, I mean, 
it doesn't mean that all of their chances are gone, but it sure doesn't give you a whole lot of hope going forward because you would have thought that the way that they would do this is that you, you have all the guys and you would improve at the deadline, and they just haven't done that. Can you look back last year at the playoffs real quick? What do you want to know? Play-in games. Who were they? So the Brewers won their division. Right. Let's see. If we look up the MLB standings from last season, and the Brewers got hot once they acquired Willie Adamas. So last year, the actually Red Sox and Yankees were the wild card game wild for card. the honor to play the uh, the Rays, and then the Cardinals and Dodgers played in for the chance to play the Giants, who That's were the right. red-hot team last the year. The Giants were the number the one team. There My, how crazy. the mighty have fallen. There it is. Well, and they ended up... There it is. They were never the team that everyone was scared of either. It was still the Dodgers. But last year, you had Milwaukee had 95 wins. St. Louis had 90 to go alongside. So the Dodgers and Giants would have been the top two teams. And then the Brewers probably would have been third. St. Louis would have been fourth, probably, because they went on that long winning streak. So the Braves were probably fourth or fifth team in the National League going into the playoffs yeah, last behind year. behind the Brewers. We've had callers say anything can happen. So last year, the Braves won 88 games and went on to win the World Series. I would think that's right around where this Brewers team will be this season, right? Right around 90 games or so? And I was telling you, Toby, in one of these breaks, it would be very on-brand for the Padres if they acquire all of these A-tier players at the trade deadline and still find a way to somehow make it not even out of the first round of the NL playoffs. And, I mean, there's definitely going to be that possibility because they're not going to win the division. They're not going to catch nope. the Dodgers. So they're going to end up being one of these other teams to get in. And I don't know, with how this new playoff format's going to work, there's a chance for anyone to get going. And so the Brewers still have the chance – it just doesn't give you loads and loads of confidence when you already felt however you're going to feel about this Brewers team, and then you go to the trade deadline and you expect David Stearns to do something to improve your baseball team and for them to take a step forward, and they just haven't done that. Who did we beat last year? And uh, No one. For, uh, we lost right we away lost to the Braves. We lost 3-1 to the Braves. Yeah, right away. lost to the mm -hmm. Braves in the NLDS. So there was no... They didn't have any play-in or anything, wild card or anything. So they, they started they immediately with the there Braves. Because they had won all those games, they shut it down, the Brewers, right? Yep. Last year was that the thing? And the Cardinals had won, like, what, 14 or 15 straight in, in to still row, make it a like thing? Yeah. yeah, so they were hot coming in. So, if you know, if the Brewers can have everything click, and if they can play like this level that they've played over the last couple of days, you know, since they've come out of the All-Star break, yeah, they'll still have a chance. The offense has been good. The pitching staff is still solid and the bullpen is still going to have arms to use. You just lost, though, the security of having Josh Hader. Taylor Rogers is not the same as Josh Hader. He's a solid reliever, but he's not Josh Hader. You added in Matt Bush, so I guess you added another reliever in there. And Denelson mm -hmm. Lamette, I know people are excited about him and saying he can add something, but the dude's got a 9.5 ERA. He immediately <laughs> steps in as your worst reliever. He does. I, I don't know how that helps you. So... I mean, if that's what your plan is to try and say you improve the team was that you added three relievers for the price of one, well, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think at some point, Gary, quality is over quantity with some of these things. Like, that's awesome, but how many pitchers do you have on the mound at one time? One. One. That's it. So, so get there. that's great that now I got Matt Bush to use, but would I rather have Josh Hader? <laughs> like, yeah. Would I rather have some of these other guys? Yeah. I mean... I would have thought that, too, they would go after a bat because I didn't agree with that, Gary, when he says 
you know, let's bring in complimentary pieces. I mean, that's awesome. But everyone on the Brewers, let's not just forget about the entire season because they've done well since they came out of the All-Star break. It's nine games. Like, as much as you want to say that, that's great. Yeah, it's a small sample size. We can't act like, oh, yeah, just throw out the whole first half. Like, that. (laughs) that's not the case with the Brewers. And to just expect them to continue this level of play is unrealistic. And then to say, well, I mean, there's no real place, clear place to upgrade. Excuse me, look at center field. I think there's a clear clear place for you to upgrade right there. We got a center fielder. Tyrone Taylor's not an everyday guy. No, then we get one in the trade here? I mean, uh, come on. Ruiz. Come on. Huh? Don't we? Oh, uh, yeah, we... sure. A guy that can play in two or three years. Sparky says he's going to play this year, didn't he? Oh, man, come on. I need someone that can help me win a World Series this season. That's great but if did, the guy can. Did not, I don't know. Didn't Sparky say this guy's going to play this year? Probably? I believe he did, He yes. might get some time this yeah. year, but is he a guy that's going to help you in the playoffs? Probably not. I want a guy that's going to help me right now, Gary. <laughs> I don't understand why okay, everything Toby. has to be looking down the road. I get the but idea. That's that, what this deal was, and, and that's what it—that's what I don't like about this. And this, I don't like the fact that you're hearing it out of the general manager's mouth too. Hey, we're looking down the road. That's what this bites of the apple thing is. Hey, we're looking down the road instead of looking at this roster right now and thinking, you know what, we've got a shot right now. Let's try and capitalize on it. We're not going to risk our future because we are worried about the bites of the apple thing. But what we're going to do is we're going to try and maximize what we have this season or maximize maybe next season. Instead, what we're going to do is look down the road and see, well, you know what, in three and four years when Burns and Woody are gone, how can we still be good? Well, I'm sorry, when Burns and Woody are gone, you might make the playoffs, but you're going to have pretty much a 0% chance of winning the World Series. You know what I'm going to do? After today, I'm going to let all this go. And I'm, I'm going to I am. I'm and not. I'm going to enjoy the rest of the season. You're going to be like that caller we had earlier that said it doesn't matter because it. it's Packers season in three no, and a half I'm weeks. I'm not going to be Packers season, but I, I need to, in order for me to enjoy the rest of the year, I need to let all this go. I'm going to enjoy the rest of the season. Until we play the Padres. <laughs> well, right now, if the when season When do we play ended, the Padres? I, think, uh, I don't think they have them on the schedule, good. so it'd be a playoff If season. the good. season ended today... The Brewers would actually play the Phillies in that 3-6 game. The Phillies are two games back of the Padres for the second wild card spot. But, I mean, if we're watching what's happening today, one team's trending up, one team's trending down. What team is trending up? I would say the Padres with these acquisitions. Well, no, the will Brewers be are trending up. They're 72 out of the break. Well, I'm talking between the Padres and the, Bra- uh, the Phillies. Well, and then looking at the standings, where are the Brewers at? You said third. Third. How much to catch the number two seed? Uh, let's see. The two seed would be the Mets. I think they are at 62 wins. Or no, that's the Braves. They're at 65 wins. The Mets Whoa. are at 65. So we're about seven and a half, eight games back. Oh, Yeah, so chunk. they're probably going to be stuck in that three that's seed. That's a big chunk. Yeah, so the Brewers need to hold on to that three seed, win the division as in the Central. And then if they can do that, I mean, they're going to have a shot. Because in the first round, as long as they don't play the Padres – if they can play a team like you mentioned in the Phillies or something, mm-hmm. yeah, you can get to the next round and you can have a shot. But I don't like your chances going into something like that if you don't have lockdown seven, eight, nine. Right. And the way it's been with Hater, yes, it's been a struggle, but for a majority of the season and for a majority of the last couple of years, it was lockdown eight, nine for sure with Williams and Hater. Mm hmm. And now you're going sure. in with uncertainty with Taylor Rogers. Well, you got to start all over again. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure it out. Taylor Rogers has been solid throughout his career, but I mean, 
I don't want to live off of. He was an all-star last year. I mean, he just lost his closer job. I think someone was saying he's got seven or eight blown saves this year. Mm -hmm. That doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence going into it because the margin for error for the Brewers in terms of if they're going to go win a World Series is very slim. Very slim. You're going to basically have to have pitching that is on point the entire playoffs, and that means only giving up one, two, maybe three runs, and you're going to have to have a couple guys get hot at the right time for the Brewers' offense I think all those things are possible, but you didn't help your chances by getting rid of Josh Hader and replacing him with Taylor Rogers. So I just, <laughs> I, you That's can let true. go of it. No, I am tomorrow, Gary. After I this. can't no, do it, man. This show after this show, in ten minutes, I'm done. Well, good for yeah. you because I'm not going to be. I'm done. all done. I'm not going to be done. I can't do it. Yeah. Are the Brewers any can't closer to a championship today than they were yesterday? I don't think so. I don't know if any of you do. If you do, I want to hear from you. 855-830-8648, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. We'll wrap up the Wendy's Big Show coming up next. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. Big Show, Toby Altizer, Gary Ellerson, alongside Adam Roberts. Here as we wrap up a Tuesday edition of the Wendy's Big Show. 855-830-8648 if you want to hop in here before the end of the show on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Start your deal today at VanHornAuto.com or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. One thing you need to check out today as well is the Wendy's app and Wendy's Rewards. Only thing better than eating Wendy's is earning more Wendy's while you eat. Check out Wendy's Rewards, where the entire menu is up for grabs, and whatever food you order directly through the app, the website, or at the restaurant counts for points. Every dollar you spend, you'll earn 10 points. You can place your order for pickup or delivery with the Wendy's app or on the website. That's all you got to do. Mobile and website orders will automatically add your rewards points. It's the best, and it's so easy. Check out the Wendy's app and Wendy's rewards today, as well as never miss a moment from the Wendy's Big Show again. Download the free Odyssey app and download the Wendy's Big Show as a podcast and listen whenever and wherever works best for you. As we wrap up today, Gary, I got to take a break from some Brewers talk. I got to take a break from this baseball talk. Packers, first day at training camp in Pats. Can't wait. It's exciting. What? I don't even know if pads are what they used to be anymore. So they probably just had them on. Probably. Yeah. But talk about the difference in training camp now compared to when you play, Gary. These guys will make it. <laughs> These guys. Did you start day one in pads? Yeah, they will make it. They will make it past the morning practice, dude. I think we started out with maybe three to four hundred up downs. Oh my gosh. On the whistle. Forrest Gregg loved the up-downs. And I think they did it with Bart Starr, too. I think that was a, a Vince Lombardi thing, up-downs. They wouldn't make it out of the first practice, bro. Oh, my. And now, you know, so, and they don't have two-a-days. We had two-a-days. So we had morning, then we had lunch, and then we had film, and then we came back again and did it again. Mm. Man, no way. And I think each <laughs> practice, with the morning practice, two hours, and the afternoon practice, like an hour and a half. And so, so Leroy talked about how they started when Holmgren came in. Started introducing some practices without pads. Was there? Well, ever that any- was that was the Bill Walsh 
Was that? I mean, they were already doing that in San Francisco. Every practice when you played pads, full pads, every single one, just about. What? (laughs) What? So, so today, what? What are we? What day are we on here? Packers training camp. They started what last? Last Wednesday. Wednesday. So so almost a full week now. And they got like to have a day off in between or some kind of mess like that. And this is the first day with full pads. What? Yeah, because I was going to ask you, what does it mean when the pads finally go on? Well, pads finally went on for you guys day one. Day one. There were no warming up, working up to it. We didn't know. I honestly think maybe we had more practices than the Packers did when we were playing high school football in 2008. Probably. Probably. I mean, there wasn't as much regulation now. I mean, there's so much regulation on these things. Yeah, they have days off now, too. They have a couple, two, three days break in between here. I think when I was reading some of their practice schedule from some of the guys, today's first day in pads, tomorrow's like a gentle walkthrough, Mm -hmm. Thursday's again in pads, and they're finally starting to get stuff underway, but... Man, that's crazy, Gary. That's, t- football today is so different. Twice from the time a day, you play. we did two a days, bro. <laughs> two a days, two in pads. Oh man, four hundred up downs in the morning. Joker's puking all over the place. Man. Morning practice. I don't know how you did it. And then we had garbage cans on the field after the afternoon practice, <laughs> full full of ice. Oh, man. You talking about all those up downs? That reminded me of uh, Ric Flair, who just had his last match this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And he about a hundred. <laughs> He's pushing it at this yeah. point. Uh-huh. He was telling about how uh, Gagne, Vern Gagne, back in the day, would have him do. I think was it five hundred squats before they would even do any in ring work. You're not getting in the ring until you do five hundred squats. Are you done? All right, let's get out there. No, I'm not doing no five hundred squats. That's just crazy. I don't know how you all did it back in the day. No, man. I don't either. I don't either. I look at these guys now, but I do look at these guys now and go, you know what? I probably could have played longer. Oh, 100%. Right? 100%. Less wear and tear. I could, I could have played longer. I mean, if you, we knew what we, you know, we knew what we know now about the game. I you, mean, the way they practicing right now. Yeah, I mean, you see all these guys and the way that they make sure. I mean, obviously, the, the, uh, Stuff that they have for recovery and rehabilitation is more improved well, yes. now as well. Yes, but way more improved. also the way that the medical science and all these things have worked out, the best way to maximize mm-hmm. preparation with also rest and making sure you get mm-hmm. enough time to recover. I mean, that wasn't a thing that was as big of a thing back in the day. No, it wasn't. And I think, um, you know, everything now is on cutting edge of – trying to get guys recovered and try to get guys back ready to play. And I mean, you know, we did what we could do back then, but you know, we it was just it was just the way it was. You know, two days, that's how it was. It you know, we we're, we're trying to separate the boys from the men, you know. And now it's it's not like that anymore. I mean, and guys they they give guys enough time to recover right now. Well, and also now we you're gonna, have that. You know, now. we're going to talk about this at some point. play hurt whether it's tomorrow or, you know, in the coming weeks, guys don't even play in the preseason. No. I mean, they're just saying, you know what, we'd rather take our chances when this guy finally gets on the field in week one. He might be a little rusty, but I don't want to put there any chance of him getting hurt. And, you know, Leroy and I talked about this, and the reason that you do that sort of thing, and we'll dive into some of that because they asked Matt LaFleur if he's going to change his philosophy a little bit after Mm -hmm. what happened in week one last year, but – you know, I'd rather take my chances with Aaron Rodgers being a little rusty in week one against the Vikings than I would him getting hurt. You know, you throw him and out that's there. And- how you wear it. This has got to be Jordan Love. 
Oh, 100%. Preseason, all of it. And this is another chance for him to kind of prove to himself and uh, those around the league that he can be an NFL quarterback. Correct. And I mean, I don't need to see Rodgers at all. Maybe we can get into that tomorrow. Yeah, maybe we will. But I think some of the things, too, with Jordan Love, this could be a make or break year for his career. Right. I mean, his whole career could be riding on what he does in this preseason because you got to think they got to pick up that fifth year option coming up. Are they going to be doing that? Are they going to, is he going to get a job somewhere else if he doesn't get the job here in Green Bay once? Aaron Rodgers is finished if he's still around. I mean, there's a lot of questions with Jordan Love this year. There really is. There really is. And that's why this is the offseason of Jordan Love. I know we've been talking about receivers and all that. But they're at a point right now, if it's not Jordan Love, do they give him another year? Do they, get, do they re-up his contract? Or do they trade him and then do they go find another guy, heir apparent, to Aaron Rodgers? Because Rodgers is going to be here for another couple of years. That's going to do it for today's Wendy's Big Show. Big thanks to Tim Diller for joining us in the third hour. And, Gary, hopefully we don't have any more Brewers news unless it's something good, and then we can react well, when, to that. When is this trade deadline? When is Four it? o'clock today. All right. So hopefully we can get a bat. Hopefully we can get we can a bat. be done, and we can talk about Packers football. We'll do that tomorrow we'll coming see. up on the Wendy's Big Show. Make sure you tune in. Till next time, we'll see you later. Oh,